0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/work. shopify.com/work.
2: Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. I'm Amy Frost. My guest today is Jenny Winter. She's a confidence and performance coach at Flying Changes Coaching, and we talk a lot about the psychology behind your riding. And so today she's going to give us some tips on how to train your brain for success. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to Horse Hour. We're delving into the minds again today. We've been talking a lot about the minds and psychology lately and I'd like to introduce Jenny Winter. She's a psychology coach and we're going to be discussing training your brain for success. How are you Jenny? Hi,
1: yeah I'm good thank you.
2: A lot of what we've focused on recently when it comes to psychology and us training and going riding is fear um, and our worries and the negative. So it's it's kind of like how we deal with the problem once we've got the problem. Yeah. But I'm hoping that you're going to help us actually prepare our brains instead. So rather than panicking when we're thinking, oh, we've fallen off our horse and we can't deal with the psychological impacts of that, we'd like to kind of take a step backwards and say, right, what are our goals and how can we prepare our brains and our minds for success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, that's absolutely it. It's sometimes... Um, Psychology is only seen as something to do when you need something fixed, but actually it can be used as a really great preventative um, Mm. and in fact as a performance enhancer, which means that you're doing well and you could actually do even better. So it's used to preempt things. So yeah, absolutely.
2: That would be amazing. Right. So I want to be super successful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't we all? Although,
2: <laughs> yeah, we only do, we have four feet on the ground. We're not very good at jumping. And there's loads of problems. So um, how do I get rid of all that? And and, and if we're looking at, you know, uh, let's be honest, a lot of equestrians, they've got passions for their horses. They love their horses. They, they get a thrill out of riding. And, and most of us have some form of goal. And I guess the issue is either work gets in the way, money gets in the way time gets in the way. But I think it's so important to take a step back and say, well, what are our goals? And then how would you help us achieve those goals?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, most riders are, like you say, leisure riders. So that means that um, you're not there doing it all the time. It's not your profession. You're not paid to do it. You don't get all day to do it. And therefore, you're fitting it in around lots of other things. And normally, the main thing that you're fitting it in around is the ability to be able to pay for our lovely animals and <laughs> keep them in the way they're accustomed. So yeah. you've normally got a job that therefore has to do that. So you know, leisure riders' our goals and our plans are slightly different to professionals. So really, the focus is is on you know the leisure rider in this respect. So um, the way to do it is when when you're when you're putting a goal out there, firstly, you, you, it needs to be something that you want to do. Like mm. I know that sounds crazy but actually it needs to be something that you want to do. Um you might be you might be somewhat scared of it at the time and that's why it's a goal and not a thing you're doing perhaps but it needs to be something that the motivation comes within you not from feeling you should. Mm. So the starting point is always you know you might have people that are out there doing it and saying oh come on you should be able to do this you can do this. And if you if you want to do something because you feel you should be doing it that's a very different thing. And that that I would say isn't a goal. That's just feeling the pressure of other people. That's peer pressure. A goal or a motivation that you actually want to do is something that you have decided that you'd like to do. And you're not there yet. And it may be something that's a little bit of a push outside your comfort zone or even a long way. But it's something that Well, we call it a dream, don't we? It's something Mm. that you have dreamt, you want to do. Maybe other people are doing it and you admire them. But deep down inside you, there's the actual desire to do it at some point. So firstly, I think the thing with goals is as hobby riders, they need to be things that you want to do, not feel you should. And it can it can be it's simple things. Like I remember having um, a huge goal of I
2: wanted to ride out and go on hacks for hours. And yeah. I used to see people, they'd say, oh, we've been out for seven hours and we've had a picnic and it's been a beautiful day. And we sat by the river and all this dreamlike, you know, time with their horse. Yeah. And, and I never used to be able to do that because mm. of time restraints and also yes. being worried that I'd be out for seven hours miles away from home and I wouldn't be able to get back quick enough. Um, yeah absolutely but that then became a goal and yeah. so I guess what do you do make
1: little goals to make to yeah. your big, make your big goal so the first thing to do is um exactly that yes I mean the the obvious part of goal setting and, and the stuff that you'll find all over the internet and whenever you talk about goal goal setting and things like that is that um you need to break it down into little steps and things and that's absolutely true you really do for all sorts of reasons which you know I could go into for hours and hours mm-hmm. um, but to keep it short um, because you need to push your comfort zone a little bit. So normally a goal is something that you're not doing right now, because probably you either haven't got the skills or the other resources like time, money, you know, things like that in place to be able to do it, or um, you're a little bit little bit concerned, a little bit fearful of it. Um, so if we're, if we're, you know, we're not talking particularly about fears today, but it's worth just touching on the fact that if you're fearful of it, that you have got to push your comfort zone. So the piece about I'll be out for hours on my own, sort of thing. I don't know where I'm going, Um, that wouldn't be your best plan to just go and do it. So you'd need to kind of push your comfort zone and and get used to being physically in the saddle for seven hours. So Mm. there's kind of the physical aspect. But the other piece to think about when you've got a goal like that is exactly what we call the ecology of the goal, which is looking at everything around it. So what's your life? What's the ecology of your life? What are the systems that interact with each other that are in play? So that is things like um, family time, Um, resources like money um, even equipment and kit and things like that you know have you actually got a saddle that you'd be comfortable in for seven hours Mm. (laughs) and and then equally the same thing like your horse's fitness and stuff as well so they all need to be taken into account when you start putting your plan together and, and doing your goal setting. And one of the key pieces that I do when I do goal setting with anyone, they can have a big, massive goal that's way out there. And that's brilliant. And in fact, they are better than the little ones because they don't. The little ones motivate us a bit, but we get to them quite quickly and then we get that kind of slump afterwards. But the big goals keep us going. Yes. Um, But the piece that I always talk about and and people are a a little bit shocked sometimes when they hear this to begin with, is that I always say, well, what's the downsides? What, What are the disadvantages of your goal?" And people are like, what, what, what do you mean? What are the disadvantages of my goal? I want, I want to do it. Mm. And it's like, yeah, of course you want to do it. You've got the motivation. We talked about that. Great. But have you thought about um, why it won't work or um, the things you're going to have to give up along the way to get there or what the consequence of achieving it is? And it's actually these sides of things that, you know, top sports people when they have um, psychology coaching and things actually look at because we've all heard um, – probably the stories of, you know, the Olympic gold medalist that then has is really down and depressed afterwards because they haven't actually thought about the consequence of, well, what happens if I achieve the goal? Yes. Yeah. And what can happen as a result of not thinking about the downsides although unless you're
2: unless you're charlotte de jardin who then gets married because she's given (laughs) that up to to get a gold medal and once she got a
1: gold medal she was allowed to get married exactly yes absolutely so there you go she thought beyond it i think her (laughs) fiance thought beyond it not her so much but yes absolutely so you know um yes there's got to be a plan beyond the goals firstly um but the other the other piece to it is um So, for instance, a great story on this one. I was actually coaching someone um, through weight loss for an equestrian goal that they had, but they needed to lose weight and get fit for it. And um, they were doing really well. They'd lost like a stone and a half. They were on track for two and a half stone, which is what they wanted to do. They were doing brilliantly. But they they said to me, I keep sabotaging myself. I said, what do you mean you keep sabotaging yourself? She said, well, I keep eating cake. And I was (laughs) like, "Hmm? I can understand that. Mm -hmm. And she said, "Um, yeah, I don't understand why. And when we picked it apart, what we've gotten to is she hadn't thought of the consequences of the journey for that goal. And the consequence for her was that she loved her expensive jobbers. I won't say a brand name, but they're expensive say jobbers. a brand name, yeah. Okay, well, she she loved Picure. She loved Picure jobbers. They're very expensive, very lovely, but they were now getting too big. Oh. And she said, well, you know, I actually don't have the money at the moment to replace my jobbers and they keep falling down. And so funnily enough, the thing she hadn't thought of was a positive consequence, but it had a bit of a negative connotation to it, which was that her clothes wouldn't fit anymore and her lovely Mm. expensive things wouldn't fit. So she had to, you know, we got through it. She went out, bought another pair. And then once she got a pair that fitted beautifully and looked even more amazing, off she went and carried on. (laughs) So it's the little things sometimes on that journey that we don't consider, like the impact on other people or the impact on other areas of our life, that if we don't consider when we're actually planning our goal, they kind of hit us between the eyes. And they're what we call derail us. They're what take us off track or demotivate us or stop us doing it. So that's why whenever I talk about, you know, goal setting, I kind of come at it from that extra angle of like, you know, let's take the rose tinted glasses off here for a moment and think about the real impact on your life, because we can then do something about it. Hmm. Um, And then you're much more likely to achieve that goal. What would you
2: say the, the, the biggest impact is of people not
1: reaching their goals?
0: Because I can um, think of
2: all the horse husbands and the widowers. <laughs> my other half, Mark, for example. I mean, he's amazingly supportive. He's gone to do the horses tonight for me to check them. Oh. But I do feel guilty if I'm away too much.
1: Yeah. So, you know, how the thing is to think, okay, um, how do I manage it? That, that's all it is. You know, there, there, there is an impact on him. And if you were to say that you needed to start training uh, for something that you really wanted to do. So, say you wanted to take up eventing. Let's talk about the Wobbleberry Challenge. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm, yeah, yeah, we've done an yeah. episode on the, it's a brilliant, the Wobbleberry Challenge. Yep. Yeah. Um, So a lot of the Wobbleberry people, I was obviously supporting them. And as a quick side, I also did my own and completed it at the weekend. Oh, well done, Um, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I did. So for me, that was a big challenge. I'd never invented it in my life and I decided I wanted to do it. But but one of the things that, you know, I was saying along the way is this is going to require a lot of time for training. So this is going to mean that you're taking time out from your family or your other halves. So you need to have the conversation about it with them and come to agreements that they're happy with. And, you know, talk about it and and work out how you're going to manage that. So, like you said, I'm sure you manage with Mark. Like, he understands it. It's part of your passion. You love mm. it. And he's supporting you in some way, which is really lovely. And and a lot of the time, partners and things want to support us somehow. Now, they can't support us by physically doing the thing that we're doing. No, that's because they're job, not but... supervised yet. Exactly. And because we yeah. wouldn't
2: trust them with our horses. <laughs> but, but it's nice. It is nice yeah. to have that support. And I think if you do have a family network, then, yeah, it's, it's good to have the support. But a lot of... Uh, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm saying this because I'm a woman, but many women that I know have children yes. and, you know, they struggle to find the time to be able to work and ride and, yes. and, and do all that. So, yes, there are things holding us back and that's yes. normal, but it's important, I think, to stay focused as to what your Absolutely. goal is and to not yep. lose that little bit of your own dream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's where, you know, planning comes into play. So and and payoffs like life is a payoff all the time. No matter what you're doing, you'll add energy, time, money, whatever you want into one thing, which will take it away from another. And as long as you're not always doing that down one route, you can normally balance it out and make it okay. So, you know, time with children and things. Um, I don't have children, so I, I can't talk about it from my perspective, but certainly from client perspectives and things like that. Um, then they have to they have to accept that um, either they're going to have to take their children along to training or they're going to. <laughs> Sorry, meet... I
2: can hear I can hear mums laughing right now. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I do actually know someone that used to just put her child in the corner of the arena and treat it as a large sandpit, pit. But I'm not suggesting that perhaps <laughs> everyone do that. But... Um, you know, or or find friends that can look after them. Or, But basically, the, the the kind of the crux of it is, is that if you've got something that's kind of getting in your way a little bit, is you need to be a little bit kind of creative and resourceful to get around that if it's something that's going to get in the way of your goal. And we're all hugely creative. You know, we're all brilliant at coming up with solutions to things when we want to. It's just kind of sometimes you've got to think a little bit a little bit wider about how you might do that. I mean, for instance, you might find that there's more than one mum on the yard, and that you can get someone in to do a crash for a couple of hours or something. Or, mm. um, in fact, that was talked about um, as one of the Wobblebury training things was um, if some people are coming together to do some training, could someone could they get a, a childminder for a couple of hours to, to creche the children or something like that? Or I don't know. I'm sure oh, that's you know such people can really create because then yeah. your
2: children are involved in it, and and I yeah. think that's so lovely when they can be involved in the horses and the outside world, and yeah. you know and being outside and it's just such a lovely atmosphere for them
1: yeah absolutely
2: um, so, yeah. I did interrupt you earlier when I sorry when I asked sorry? what do you hear from your clients the most that holds them back
1: do you know the biggest ones are time and money and children? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough. Well they are. They're 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 big factors of everyone's lives, aren't they? And like I say, often the time is taken up earning the money to pay for the horses mm. or uh with your children, or, you know, um there's always a payoff, like I've said, between everything, isn't there? So you might find that you can take some time off of work to have the time, but that's going to mean less money, perhaps. Mm. So um, always time, time, money and family is, is always, you know, the biggest things that I find that people have to work around. And, and it's exactly that, isn't it? You know, um, it's working around it. It's finding solutions to it. It's, if you're motivated enough to do the thing that you want to do, you need to find the solutions to the things that get in your way. Otherwise, you're going to let them get in your way. And, and stop you from doing the thing which sometimes can be a great excuse if you didn't really want to do it in the first place because there's always that psychology to it as well yeah
0: yeah
2: no of course so I think I think we can try and think of solutions you know you need to obviously they're obvious solutions you know finding someone to look after your babies and eating beans on toast that's my favorite <laughs> you know four nights a week which pays for blackjack's feed you know yeah you know what yeah. I mean there's things there's solutions yes. that we can find but I yes. guess what I'm most interested in is when we're at home the kids are in bed the other half's yeah. watching the football or the rugby and you just got that if you get it 10 minutes to yourself to yeah. think about yourself and your riding and and your career and where you want to go yeah. what can we do in our minds to help us focus for when we're next riding
1: that's a really good question actually um and again this is where I look at it from a different aspect to the kind of the norm yeah. which is that I would say take those 10 minutes and this can easily be done in 10 minutes To think about your end goal. So, if you were to think about your seven-hour hack, and just imagine yourself doing it, and take yourself into that time and think what it's like and how wonderful it is, and things, and get just get a really good sense of that and what that's like for you, and then backtrack it a little bit. So, let's say you said that that goal is in a year's time come back a month from that moment and think, what would I be doing in a month before that to get me ready for that seven hour hack? What Mm -hmm. kind of things would be going on in my life? Where would I be? What would I be doing? How would I be managing it? And then come back another month and another month and then get to six months and then go another month and then halve it and then halve it. And why you can do that just quickly in your brain, just think it through and you can note it down if you want to, is because one really great way of Um, goal setting and thinking about things that we want and just doing it in your head 10 minutes is great even better 20 minutes would be perfect but that's cool (laughs) um is that when we work backwards like that what we find is we actually end up with what am I going to do tomorrow Mm. to help me get towards that year-long goal for instance and that really focuses our brain Um, And by coming backwards, we often take a lot of the barriers out of the way that we put in place if we were to work a goal forwards. Yes, yeah. And so you can just sit there and just imagine to yourself, you know, the timeline, whatever that might be. And one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to have a really kind of clear, nice little path set out for you that that you can then make a note of and keep a note and and follow. Mm. Or you might find that the timeline's not quite right and you need to adjust it. Or you might find that there's something fundamental that you need in there that you haven't done or you need to plan for um but yeah just spending 10 minutes just really thinking about what it will be like to be at that point and then working backwards in time it's so funny you should
2: say that because um every night when I go to sleep I have this oh I'm really tired when I go to bed and Mm. then I go to bed and my eyes are open and I'm wide awake so the okay, thing yep. that gets me to sleep is I every night I picture myself riding blackjack. And, you know, I'm 32. I'm probably an adult. I'm not acting like I'm 13. But, but I really enjoy it. it. It calms me down. And I imagine yeah. those rides that we go on. And, and so what's funny is that I think if I picture that goal of what I'd like in a year... I would be getting up at 12 o'clock at night because I've worked my way backwards and doing sit-ups because I know that the biggest thing I need to do <laughs> is, get, is get my core strength up. <laughs> and actually, okay. that's one of the things that's holding me back. Um, right. So if I can't sleep now, Jenny, it's down to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, great. Yeah. Okay. But no, I get I get um, what yeah, you're, you're you
2: saying, mean, though. I do. Yeah. I do. It's I think Step it's pretty, by step, little yeah. by little. Yeah, and it is really, you know, really fascinating to hear you say that because that would actually be one of my main things that I need to change: is my core strength and my, you know, my inner strength and probably my fitness as well. Because the less that I ride, the more when I finally do get back on, I'm thinking, oh, I've got a bit of a stitch there and I'm a bit out of, you know, (laughs) out of balance and I'm aching a lot more. There's no way I could go on a seven-hour hack now. I wouldn't be able to walk the next day. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So that's a well, that's a really good advice to because it's something that we can do at home that doesn't necessarily take up any more time or doesn't impact on our lives at all no so what else can we do in our minds then without going to hypnotherapy like (laughs) counseling like what what little things can we do in our heads while we're just driving along maybe
1: yeah so you can just you know keep thinking about what it is that you would love or that you want and and keep thinking to yourself well what's the essence of that so another thing that can sometimes happen when we're planning a goal or we're motivated is that we might think we want to do one thing um, and when we think about why let's say we want to go hunting for instance okay Mm. and when we think about why We've never normally asked ourselves, well, why? We just kind of think, oh, well, you know, it'd just be good fun, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, but if you start thinking about why and you think, well, actually, because I think, you know, getting dressed up in my finest would be lovely and putting my tweed on would be really nice and getting beautiful photos of being my horse. And then, um, you know, doing something in a group would be fabulous. I really enjoy doing things in a group. And, um, you know, uh trying to think of all the reasons people go hunting um Mm -hmm. but all sorts of different reasons and then you realize that hang on actually the piece you hadn't really thought about hunting was the fact you're going to go flat out galloping with a load of other people over six foot hedges for Mm. instance right um you suddenly realize that actually the kind of the dream of what you wanted is a little bit different perhaps to the reality and that you could fulfill those what we call those values those things that you want in a different way so maybe showing would be better um Or, you know, actually, if it's the aspect of being with your mates and galloping and maybe team chasing because you're not that bothered about getting dressed up or, um, you know, it's the the drinking port beforehand that's quite nice. And maybe you'd like to just go on foot and support it, for instance, you know. So sometimes thinking about your goal and just thinking, well, what what is it that means I really want to do that? Mm. Um, Either helps you really get to the essence of the reason for doing the goal and therefore gives you even more motivation or it gives you other options and other routes to fulfill that stuff instead Mm. is that not a little bit negative though
2: because I'm thinking, you know there's all these reasons as to why you know we think of a goal, and then then we're told to think of why you don't, you shouldn't have that goal. So I know, for example, that I couldn't go hunting because galloping flat out over six foot fences would scare the life out of me. But I love the dressing up, so I wear my you know my dressage show jacket to meetings sometimes because I think it looks nice. But yeah. but but I don't want to focus on the negative of why I shouldn't do things. I'd love to dance with my horse, mm. and there are a whole bunch. Bunch of reasons why I technically shouldn't have that goal. You know, money, time, training, uh, experience, skills. Like, there's a whole bunch of reasons why I shouldn't do it. But ultimately, that's my. You know, that is my goal. I want to at some point.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra.
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: So everything that I do works towards that. Now, the second I start thinking about, about all the
1: reasons why I shouldn't do that,
2: oh, no, that I won't do that.
1: Goal. yeah no I think I think that was misinterpreted it's okay. not all the reasons why you shouldn't do it it's all the reasons why you want to do it what are all the reasons why you like the idea of something okay it's more it's more about that it's more it's more like you know let's say you haven't ever been hunting and mm-hmm. you 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 like the idea of it and you think maybe you'd like to do it but you're not sure mm. well what are what are all the ideas of hunting that you've got and actually do they match up to the reality of what it is because that can sometimes happen, can't it? You know? I see,
2: yes. So have you actually thought sensibly about
1: it? That, yes, it's yeah. kind of more that. It's more like, well, if you like the idea of the dressing up and the drinking port and the doing things with a group of people, mm. great. Have you actually thought about the reality of what hunting might mean for you? And like you say, the idea of galloping across country over six foot hedges is something <laughs> that terrifies you. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it's not necessarily hunting that you want to do. You want to do the things that you, you, you love
0: about Mm. the idea
1: of it does that make more sense yes yeah it does yeah so it's not it's certainly not thinking of of the negative no we're thinking in a positive way and
2: just making sure that our
1: goals are right for what we really want to achieve that's exactly it (laughs) yes and that we're really thinking through that goal rather than just kind of putting the finger up to the to the air and going well I think I'd quite like to do that please and kind of heading off and then realizing the reality of what you thought you wanted to do is actually completely different to what it really is. But I even
2: like that, you know, putting your finger in your air and just picking things. Okay. Cool. Know,
1: plucking plucking
2: ideas because that kind of at least gets you motivated to start with, to yes. start thinking about where you want to go. Absolutely. And that and, easy, and that's a great way to start. It's very easy, isn't it, to get wrapped up in our own world of life. Yeah. An yeah. everyday, mundane life. And your life could be so exciting, you know, and it could be the most fun and your family's amazing, your kids are amazing. But everybody wants a little bit of something extra, don't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I am all for going for it. I'm all for stick your finger in the wind and pick something and go for it. Like, you know, the the Wobblebury Challenge, like that was me going, you know, one day I'd quite like to do eventing, actually. I've never gone cross-country competitively. Um, So it really was a stick the finger in the air. Yeah, why not? Let's go eventing. But I had to, in order to actually achieve it, I had to really think about it all more. Mm. Um, So, yeah, by all means, dream, come up with crazy things, go for them and what have you. But when we're talking about, you know, how do I successfully get to where I want to be? Mm. There's kind of a whole load more to it than just stick your finger in the air and go. And, and the whole kind of, you know, um, stick your finger in the air and go for it. And, you know, hey, what the heck, you might get there, ad hoc kind of approach. You, you might do. You actually might do. You really might get there. You might have an absolute ball. It might be brilliant. It could also be potentially the flip side, especially when we're talking about something that has a real skill to it, like horse riding, mm. and your horse's competence and what you're able to do, and, you, and confidence for both of you. You could you could really knock it the other way if you're not careful. Mm. So it's like dream the dream, and then just do the little reality check, and then put the plan in place to make it happen. Make Absolutely, a plan. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah
2: oh well that no that sounds good I, I love hearing stories we hear so many stories on Horse Hour every Monday night of people that are trying new things and yeah. there's been a big push this year I've seen for people just giving things a go yeah. Um, Tamzin Thompson's been incredible because you know she was nervous of jumping and now she's jumping really high she's doing <laughs> so well and Rich Neil, you know for the last few years his goal was to compete in dressage so he's been taking part in dressage anywhere on line and and he's winning he you know him and his horse are doing really well so um it's i'm all for people trying new things i love it i think it's amazing and i think more people should just give things a go like the wobbleberry challenge it gives you that motivation to go actually you know I have, there has been this little voice in the side of my head that said I'd quite like to do the cross-country course. Um, Not in my head, you know, but you listening, (laughs) it could be in your head. And and the Wobbleberry Challenge does that. But I think what you're saying is what's key is you know what your ultimate goal is, which is to get around the cross-country course safely. But it's to make little steps and a plan of how you're going to get there. And you do that by thinking of your goal working backwards and then working out what do you and your horse need to do to achieve that goal
1: absolutely that's it yeah Yay! absolutely easy as that there you go <laughs> and it is really important like you say that you include the horse aspect in there as well because um you know they're just the same as us they need to build their confidence build their skills and even the schoolmistress and the schoolmasters out there um they still need to feel confident in doing what they're doing um, and they might feel a little bit different with a different rider and things. So, yeah, and and equally, we don't want to break them either, do we? We want to make sure their bodies are capable of doing it. So if it's going to be something that pushes their body a little bit, then we've just got to make sure that we're building them up the same way that we have been doing ourselves physically. So, yeah. You know, with things like
2: this, um, the people that inspire me the most are the para riders.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah
2: aren't they? Because they put so much into their planning and their preparation. I'm thinking of Matthew Daly, for example, in Georgia. They're having um, gym training sessions, physiotherapy Mm. sessions and and Matthew very much plans his strategy of what he's going to do before he rides and then when he rides and I wish, you know, sadly Matthew can't hear this but I really wish he could hear this so he knows our thoughts. Um, But I find them very, very inspirational with their planning of what the goal is that they want to achieve and actually I I learn a lot from watching him
1: yeah absolutely and it is you know planning can sometimes be seen as this like boring negative thing in life Mm -hmm. (laughs) but actually it's really exciting because you're planning for what you want and then you're putting Mm -hmm. loads of really lovely things in it and planning is really key because yeah you're going to get there step by step but that but the thing with a with a plan is that if something happens that knocks you off a little bit. Like, for instance, um, on my Warbleberry Challenge, I was 10 weeks from my challenge date, and my horse got diagnosed with kissing spine. Oh, no. And, yeah, and, you know, luckily it was, like, it wasn't anything too major. I caught it really early. i just noticed some subtle signs in her, and I thought, mm, you're not quite right. And we had the x-rays, and, and she had three that were kissing. So we were able to do injections. So it was nothing too major. But the point is, 10 weeks from the ultimate goal, my horse is out of action. Yeah. So, well, what do you do? You know, do you kind of give up and go, well, you know, it's not going to happen or do you go right where are we on the plan and if you've got a plan you can realize when you're ahead of it or behind it and we were ahead obviously <laughs> um, and you say okay that's fine so this is going to cost us this much time now obviously you're estimating when it comes to horses and recovery and things like that but you do the best possible thing you can so i did everything i could for her and 6 weeks later she was back on track able to jump again and we had 4 weeks left to go to get back now i i'd been out of riding essentially for 6 weeks so what had i done i'd up My physical fitness, I'd done as much Pilates as possible. I'd really got my cardio as as much as I could. I was able to beg, steal and borrow a few horses to do a little bit of jumping mm-hmm. and things on, which actually is a great thing to do if you can work with other horses, because mm-hmm. then you realise actually it's not just your horse, you can do it as well. And, you know, and then so then the last four weeks on the vet's advice, obviously, and, and things like that, we were able to really crack on and push on and, and, and get there. Now, if we hadn't had a plan and we'd just be kind of like winging it and hoping it, we wouldn't have realised where we were when we got derailed at that point in time. Yes. So it's it is a really motivational thing, and it's such a great thing to be able to get you back on track, or notice when you're off course a little bit, or you know things things happen in life. You know, family stuff gets in the way, or work stuff comes through that you weren't expecting, and it just kind of knocks you off kilter. But if you've got that plan in place, you can kind of go all right. Okay, no problem. I can I to continue as off a... you go. <laughs> I'm really laughing
2: because I'm already 4 years behind my original plan because Blackjack was injured and he was retired at one point and now he's come back into work. So we're kind of quite a few <laughs> quite a way off our plan. Um but ultimately I had a 10 year plan. So I'm keep thinking I've got loads of time. That's fine. We'll we'll Ooh, get back long. on there. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. That's why I was laughing thinking, well my plans Pretty screwed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it is. I mean the thing with a ten year plan is wow, I mean that that's an awful lot to kind of to to think about. I mean, gosh, uh, uh you know, normally kind of two years, three years max is quite a good one with a horse. Um, I like to you know, no, yeah, yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but that's because my ultimate goal was quite a big goal. It's gonna take my horse a long time to get there. And actually it probably could have taken six years to start with, but because of his injury, like you said, we were knocked off our schedule by two years. Because he had two years retirement. Mm-hmm. And then I had to start all over again with him. So actually, now another two years. I, I'm i pretty much four years behind. Um, and we're only just cantering. And so now we're starting our schooling. Um, so actually, I've had to change my plan altogether. But what's yep. lovely is that that's okay. It's not the end of the world. I've still got my horse. I'm still enjoying him. I'm yep. actually just really enjoying... This side of of teaching him all over again and having that bond with him and the two years that I had with him when I wasn't riding him at all were brilliant because it's bonding time and we just played in the field and so sometimes there can be, although it's devastating to think everything's gone to pot, my goal I'm never going to be able to achieve, you know, all those things that you can worry about, when you actually look back there are other sides of it that actually I've enjoyed more from that I think.
1: Yeah, Um, Absolutely and and this comes down to something that we call your sort of your mission or your vision or your values like what's important to you and when you're setting goals there's different kind of goals you can set so there's things we call like product goals which are like achieving a certain level of competition or a placing or um, qualifying for something and things like that they're very kind of black and white yes and no they're like a product mm. or there's the ones called the process goals which you need loads of along the way to any kind of product and the problem with the product goal is it's often something that is very much influenced by things that you can't control. So they're outside of your realm of influence. So, you know, you, you, there's no point going for a placing in something, for instance, because you don't know what factors on the day are going to be involved in, in your class or what have you, that you've got no control over whatsoever. So something like a placing has to be like a bonus rather than the goal. But the goal can be like riding the test, feeling that you got them as soft as you possibly could or that you really got the bend that you wanted or you mm-hmm. were accurate. You know, things like that, because when, when you get all your process goals, the product comes. And the lovely thing about process goals are that things like you were saying can be included in them, which can be things like, you know, creating a bond with my horse and, um, you know, feeling we're together doing something and um you know having them listening to me or um pushing pushing our comfort zones a little bit you know things like that are part very much part of the that when we talk about goals we we think they have to be like things but they really really don't it's just easy to set a goal that's a thing because we can kind of go yeah no you know that's nice and easy to do it. but actually massively important is exactly what you're talking about there which is well what's it all about what's the bigger picture what do I really want to get from this like what is what is riding even about for me mm. and is that goal going to help me achieve that or is it actually going to work against it mm so you that's know. true yeah because you don't want to put so much pressure
2: on yourself that you don't enjoy it anymore a prime Absolutely. example I guess is of the, of the setting little goals to get to your big goal is um you know blackjack and I went out for the other day for the first time by ourselves in a lorry um, well not completely by ourselves but my friend drove us um but what I mean is blackjack normally goes with other horses and I wanted yeah. him to be able to just be boxed up and go out by himself. And the only way we're going to do that is we, if we do it. So our little goal, actually, our little goal was just to get on the lorry yeah. and be okay and to get to the destination. And then for me to get on and ride him and he's okay and then put him back on the lorry and then get him home safely. That was pretty much our day. Anything else that was good, you know, he was calm. He was brilliant to ride. We had the best training session. They were all bonuses yeah. for me it was just getting him on the lorry and then each time I will ask a little bit more of himself and a little bit more of me I'm guessing
1: yeah absolutely yeah yes. that's it and ultimately the question is well what what's important to you about having him on the lorry and going out to things what's the bigger picture for you why is that important
2: because I'm never going to reach my final goal if we can't get out
1: <laughs> well and what's your final goal the seven year to hack The seven some, year hack <laughs> yeah, yeah. it feels like that <laughs>
2: seven year hack is my life yeah <laughs> um to to compete him ah uh, right okay yeah, yeah, yeah to compete him in dressage to, to dance to dressage to music i i oh gosh i've got so many dreams jenny I, you know i want to do everything i love riding so much i love horses so much you know i'd, I'd literally set every goal i could but i know my limitations and my limitations are I'm not a brave rider. So there's okay. no way you'd find me on a badminton course or a, any sort of cross-country course. I'm lucky if I can pop a few poles at home. But, um, but yeah, so I think I, I know my limitations. And I think most people do, if, you, if you're very honest with yourself. Um, you know what you can push past. And push past those fears or those worries to to try something new. And then there's some things that you just can't push past. That's just that's just you.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I disagree with that because for a start, you know, no, notice what you've said to yourself there, which is, I'm not a brave rider. Mm-hmm. And when when we say something to ourselves that starts with I am, we're talking about our identity, which is like this really like high level stuff. I.e., anything that sits below it has to be in line with that so if you're telling yourself i'm not a brave rider then no matter what you try and do your mind is always saying yeah but i'm not a brave rider and it doesn't matter what you try and do so it, it, it it impacts a whole belief system that sits below it and our beliefs are actually what drive us on or hold us back so there's a great saying and it's whether you believe you can or you can't you're right Mm. um and so you know every time you tell yourself I'm not a brave rider I bet you are I bet there's situations where actually you can be brave and you are brave and Mm. you do things I mean for a start you sit on a horse so for some people that (laughs) is incredibly brave and and sometimes it does very much match up to um our our um perception of things you know so if you were to talk to a non-horse rider and say that you even sit on a horse they'd say that's that's really brave but of course, if you if you compare yourself to someone that rides around Babington, mm. that purely that comparison makes you feel that perhaps you're not. And, and firstly, comparison is the thief of joy. It's awful. Like, stop <laughs> comparing ourselves. You know, it's just useless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it's one of my favorite. I don't know who, who it is that, that that quotes from, but it's a, a quote that I love. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. Like stop comparing yourself to other people for a start because you're you and you're where you are. So, you know, just notice that, that saying little things to yourself like that makes such a big difference. Because I bet if I was to actually, you know, I'm not going to coach you now, but take some time and, and ask you of all the situations where you've gone, actually, that was brave. Or, yeah, that I, I did feel confident there. There's going to be loads of them. So, you know, you can say to yourself, maybe at the moment, I'm not brave enough to be jumping. That's different. Mm. But as soon as you take it up a level to an identity about yourself, what you're saying about you as a person, like that's all encompassing. There's no wiggle room in your brain. So
2: that's, that's always so going to hold you back.
1: Yes, yep. maybe that is holding me back. Because I, I find,
2: and I'm not, you know, this isn't a therapy session for Amy. I'm hoping <laughs> you listening are, you know, getting some advice too. Um, but I do find that I have two boxes in my world. and And I have my business box and my working box where I'm, very you know very strong very driven very um you know I can make I'm a decision maker and make decisions and I feel like I've got this strength and at home you know we've got a little family and I've got a lovely stepson and I hold the family together and then I go horse riding and' I'm like a little quivering wreck and um, can't make decisions for myself I have to ask everybody else's opinion because I'm sure that I'm not making the right decision I get nervous doing things I say like you said I'm not a brave rider I don't feel like a brave rider don't feel experienced even though I've been riding for five years and I probably deal with most situations but in my head I can see you nodding and agreeing with me in my head I feel just a bit of a mess and it's like there's two different Amy's and I don't really know this other one (laughs) so somehow I need to get this whole like driven side and confident and strong side into my horse riding world
1: Absolutely. And what you've just identified there is the role of what, you know, we as, as performance psychology coaches and things, this is what we do. We help people like yourself to map across a skill that you have got and you are using all the time. It just happens to be in one area of your your life. So that means you're able to do that skill and we map it into where you want it to be. And and all this stuff is only ever skills. It's It's things that you've become good at. Now, it may be that you've become good at something that you want to be good at, and that's great. But then equally, the flip side of it, interestingly enough, is this sort of um, way of talking to yourself and your thoughts around riding is actually a skill that you've developed in riding um, because mm-hmm. it's something you're good at, but it's just not very helpful. It's not a helpful skill, but it's still a skill. Um, and so we map across and we say, right, that one, that one can go now. You can get rid of that one. And we map across your, you know, confident, driven Amy, who's clearly capable and able and, co- and we go, right. Let's map that into your riding now. Because you can do it. So you can do it in your riding. We've just got to bring it across. That would be
2: amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what we do. Right. Okay. (laughs) So we need to go and
2: see Jenny at Flying Changes Coaching. Um, she's going to rescue us all from our own brains. <laughs> uh, how can we follow you? You're not on Twitter, but you do have a Facebook account. How can we follow you on Facebook?
1: Yep. Yeah, so you just look for Flying Changes Coaching on Facebook um, or type in facebook.com slash Flying Changes Coaching, and you can find me on there. And there's all sorts of little quotes and things that I put on there. And I also do a Facebook Live about once every other week. Sometimes I can do it once a week on a Monday night at 8 p.m. So look out for when Facebook Live is going to be and I do a little slot on something. That
2: is... Is the same time as Horse Hour on Twitter oh, as our okay. networking hour, but that's okay because what I think we'll do is next week we'll share your Facebook Live on our Twitter so that while people are scrolling through Twitter and, and get taking part in the conversation, they can actually listen to your Facebook Live at the same time. Um, but don't do it every week because then you'll miss Horse Hour Live.
1: Yeah, well, I don't do it every week. I so okay. put it in every week. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. So, I'm also
2: going to steal comparisons are the thief of joy. Yes. I love that. That is my quote of the week. Thank you so much for joining us, Jenny. It's been really interesting.
1: Thank you very much, Amy. It's been great.
2: Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, you can catch up with previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast on our website. Just head to horsehour.co.uk. While you're there, why not pop in your email address so that I can keep you up to date with everything that's happening at Horse Hour. We've got pictures, videos, interviews. The winter is going to be so exciting with uh, getting behind the scenes and backstage Tips and advice from professional riders. I have heaps of riders to interview uh, for the Horse Hour podcast. I'm so excited, including Spencer Rowe, Mary King, Emily King. It's just going to be an insane few weeks, and I really can't wait to bring these episodes to you. Um, But we're all about sharing education and sharing advice. So we have an education hub on our website. If you pop over to there, then you can see articles on atypical myopathy, Acorns, training your horses throughout the winter, um, turning your horses out. One of the questions that I've been asking myself lately is I haven't got much time to ride blackjack. So, should I be considering turning them away for the winter? So, I'm really interested to know what you do throughout the winter when the dark nights get longer, the days get shorter, and uh, we have less time. How do you get all your training in with working and families and kids? So, let me know what you do. Hashtag horse hour on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I hope you have a really good week with your horse and I'll speak to you soon.
1: You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us
0: on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM.